Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study. The Lord Jesus said to his disciples that he would give them power to tread on serpents, uh, that he would give them power over serpents. Now, some people have mistakenly taken that as a command to go somewhere and find snakes and handle snakes. I want you to know that is never commanded in Scripture. In fact, I don't know about you. As far as I'm concerned, the only good snake is a dead snake. Uh, But the reality is he was giving a promise of his protection, of his care. And the idea is that no matter what comes against you, the Lord is greater than that. We're in Acts 28, and we're seeing that vividly illustrated in the life of the Apostle Paul as he nears the end. God takes care of him. He protects him from danger in the shipwreck, uh, from people, that's the barbarians that were on the island of Melita, uh, from circumstances like rain and cold, uh, from Satan in the form of this viper uh, fastening on his hand. You see how God is protecting and taking care of him on every hand. Uh, The Bible says in verse number 5 that Paul just shook off that beast into the fire. Uh, These were superstitious people. They thought when no harm came to him, It meant that he was a God. Uh, No, no, Paul's not a God, but he knows God. He knows and represents the true and living God. And friend, when you're in God's hands, nothing can touch you. No man can pluck you out of God's hands. No circumstances can destroy you. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. You are in the hand of God. And so this phrase found in verse 5, repeated in verse 6, no harm. I love that, no harm. Paul didn't shake it off because he was something. He shook it off because God was God. Uh, You don't shake off circumstances and spiritual attacks because you're strong enough to do that. No, you can shake it off and move on, keep moving forward because God is greater than all. So we've learned in the opening six verses already that as he neared the end, he was reminded of the care of God. Let's add to that today. What else do we need to be reminded of? What else do we need to remember? Not only the care of God, but when you come uh, to the next few verses, we learn something about the the availability of prayer. I love this. We get a glimpse of, of God's work, and then immediately we're reminded that we must be a praying people. Uh, if you want access to all God has for you, if you want to live in his power and his presence, If you want to experience his provision and protection, then you must be a person of prayer. Verse number 7 says, In the same quarters were possessions of the chief man of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and lodged us three days courteously. And it came to pass that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, others also, which had diseases in the island, came and were healed, who also honored us with many honors. And when we departed, they laded us with such things as were necessary. This is not the point of our study today, but could I just point out to you that even these pagan people showed courtesy. Even these people that didn't know God 
seemed to demonstrate a certain measure of kindness. We saw that in the previous chapter when the centurion showed courtesy and kindness in letting Paul visit with his friends. Uh, Might I just add today a little parenthetical lesson, a little uh, footnote application to all of us, and that is this. Uh, God's people ought to be the most courteous and kind people on planet Earth. I think it's sad when lost people show greater kindness than saved people do. Let the Lord's people demonstrate the love of God above and beyond. Uh, But Paul is used of God to minister to these people, and then the people minister to him. But don't miss this. It is all through prayer. I love the fact that God had answered his prayer all through his journey, all through his missionary journeys. Uh, The Lord had answered his prayer in the middle of the storm in Acts chapter 27, when you come to Acts chapter 28, he's on an island called Melita. He's surrounded by barbarians. Uh, he's just had a, a viper fastened on his hand. And yet, even in this circumstance, at this, what, from a human standpoint, seems like a low moment, God is still answering prayer. Friends, God is still answering prayer. He's still on the throne. His ear is open to our cry. His eyes are upon his children. He says, call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be open unto you. Why don't you lay hold on a great prayer verse today? And why don't you remind yourself that not only do you have the care of God, but you have the availability of prayer wherever you are, geographically, circumstantially, spiritually. You can stop right where you are. And you can lift your, your eyes of faith and you can cry out to God. At any place, you can pray. God's not bound by geography or circumstance. Uh, with many needs, you can pray because God is able. God is more than enough. Uh, one fascinating thing to me here is that there's no record of Paul praying for himself. Remember, a snake uh, just uh, lashed out at him and, and uh, put his venom in him. And I'm sure there was a prayer to God for his safety. But there's no record of that prayer. I think Paul lived in the spirit of prayer. I think Paul didn't wait to emergencies to pray. If you want to know how to get your prayers answered on your hardest day, I would say this, pray every day. Live in the spirit of prayer. Pray without ceasing. Don't use God as just emergency management and 911 uh, for, for tragedy. No, live in the spirit of prayer, and you'll see God's provision for you but you see here his intercessory prayer for others. You see him praying over this man who is so sick. Uh, God didn't heal this man because of Paul's hands. God didn't heal this man because of Paul's presence. God healed this man because of prayer and because of the God who answers prayer. I still believe that our God heals. That healing is not in some man. It's in the Lord who is himself the healer. He heals as it pleases him. Uh, But I would remind you that the the emphasis here is not on the healing, it's on the praying. Because, in fact, there were lots of people with many different needs who came, and each one of them had their own uh, experience with the Lord. Each one of them saw the grace and power of God in their life. But in each of them, it was through the power of prayer. I love the fact that no matter where you go in this world, you can pray. No matter where you are right now, no matter what's facing you today, Uh, you can pray. There is no extremity that is beyond God's reach. So wherever you are, know that there's a direct line from you to heaven. 
You can send your prayer heavenward, and God will send his supply right to where you are. This is the sufficiency and power of our great God. Be a praying person. Be a praying Christian all the way to the very end. And as you near the end, remind yourself first of the care of God and second of the availability of prayer. We'll return in our next study to this same chapter. If you'd like to read ahead, here's a little homework assignment. Meditate on verses 11 through 16 because in verse 11 down to verse number 16, we find a third thing that we must all be reminded of as we near the end, and that is the encouragement of friends. Praise the Lord that God knows how to encourage his servants in the midst of the battle. He knows how to give us fresh courage in the midst of our labor. I trust our time in the Word today has been that for you. I want you to know it's a great encouragement to me to know that you're studying the Word of God with us and that you are on this journey as well as the adventure of God's work in this world continues. Remind yourself now of the care of God, the availability of prayer, and the encouragement of friends. Though no more scripture is being written, the story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before he ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why Enjoying the Journey exists, to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.